Welcome to the Institute's Leading Edge, a show dedicated to helping the automotive aftermarket service industry. Covering topics suggested by you, the listener, we dive into what's important, getting you what you need to succeed. Here's what's coming up. It's okay to kind of call that to task right now. It's okay to say, hey, I could really use some help here. I could, you know, I could really use your business, or I really want to serve you. I really want to help you. It's okay, and it doesn't make us any less of a person. It doesn't mean we're begging. It doesn't mean any of that. And then he stopped. He said, okay, you're right. I get it. I've been shouting local, but sometimes I forget that local just doesn't mean I've been second to support the other local. This is a great time to do digital marketing. So you can do what's called geofencing. So you can send a little ad about your company to certain aspects of your community. Only people in that part of the community will see your advertisement so they can be highly catered to your market. We need your help. By submitting questions or topics to institute at ifrave.com, we can continue to cover things that are relevant to you. But for now, we've collected a panel of experts to get you serious results. So what are we waiting for? Let's get into it. All right. Uh, welcome to uh, The Leading Edge. Um, today, we're talking to Dan Vance from Advance Local um, and Steve. I always, I always want to say right because I, I just got to get that E in, but it's, it's Steve Rich. Um and, and Steve is a uh, uh, guerrilla marketing uh, guru. Uh, I think, Steve, you have, you have some of the best ideas um, that I've heard in a, in a long time. So um, and I don't know what the title that we titled this, but what we wanted to talk about is kind of two things. There's, there, right now, there's, I think there's opportunity um, in the marketplace, uh, especially when we talk about uh, social media and SEO. Uh, where I can get in front of um, potential customers because the business that they used to do business with is closed down or is not uh, spending any money on marketing, is, has shrunk their budgets down or whatever that is. And uh, I think also there's a, a big window on, it, on on social media because I think people are really, that's where they are. They're just spending a lot of time there. Uh, you can tell me if you agree or disagree. And then um, I think that as this thing um, I, I've had shops that are telling me, man, we really hit, hit a record last week. Uh, business has really picked up. Um, uh, so I think we're, we're starting to come out of it, but as we come out of it, I think there are additional opportunities. Uh, uh, and I think that there are going to be some, uh, businesses that don't come out. Um, I think there's two reasons for that. Frankly, I think that some of them just couldn't weather the storm. And I think that there are some of them that where the owners are kind of old, um, old school, don't understand the new, got to do it on the web, you know, et cetera. And uh, I'm just tired enough that this is just my great reason to not, not go back and do more. Um, so, so I, I thought we'd spend the first part of this uh, kind of discussing more, um, uh, you know, what are the opportunities now? Uh, and what what should people be doing now? Um, uh, that's what I thought. So so um, what do you what do you think? Right there, uh, Steve. Yeah, go first, Steve. <laughs> I was like, go ahead, Dan. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, go ahead, Dan. Yeah, I'm happy to yeah. just kind of launch in here. I. Um, I mean, first of all, I've, I, I think that there's more opportunities today than ever, even though we're kind of like in this crisis. Uh, and, and I call it a crisis just because we're just outside of what we're normally used to. We're kind of like out in this world of chaos, but we'll come back to order and the way we like things and all that will be restored. You know, we live in an interesting time where people are doing things digitally. Like, I don't know, like if, when I was uh, in high school, we, you know, if we didn't have a car, we had no freedom. I, you know, so the idea of being stuck home all the time would have been unbearable. But today, you know, we have access to the world through through digital mechanisms. So I, I, think, um, I think our times are different. Uh, our opportunities are different. And there's lots of reasons to be optimistic. Um, and especially forward thinking. So uh, I, I, I think it's a great time. And I definitely think that, 
you know, just like out of the shoot, just to maybe get things rolling, that one of the best things that we can do for our businesses is to uh, build our reputation stronger and to think of it more foundationally instead of just like a credit, or I mean, instead of just like a review, we're thinking of it more like more globally, like what's the overall health of my reputation online? And is it kind of like a credit score? You know, do I have do I have purchasing power with my reputation? And there's ways to do that. And, and we'll, I'm sure, be able to break those elements down as we talk today. But, uh, you know, just right now, make a goal like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be optimistic and I'm going to tackle this thing by, you know, building my reputation better and making sure it's more, I'm thinking more globally about my reputation. Okay. Um, I, I think uh, I think of um, marketing today uh, a lot differently than I did even five years ago. But um, I see it as a I see it as this ongoing challenge and and battle. Um, uh, you know, like it, it's almost like I'm I'm in a war with uh, everyone else that that wants to sell my clients their stuff. That's that's my stuff. Um, and and. Uh, to me, it's like the guy that has the best weapons or the guy that puts the most in, the most effort is the one who's going to win the war. Um, uh, you know, so we know that there are people that have um, slowed it down, uh, people that have actually stopped it in the past month. And, and, and you know, I drove by my dry cleaners with, uh, you know, 100 uh, pieces of, of laundry in the back of my vehicle uh, in, in my back seat and they're, they don't look like they're there at all. I mean, they, they, they don't even, not only do they not look like, like they're closed for the COVID, but it, they look like they're closed for forever. So I had to find an, another place, um, which just did my laundry and did a pretty good job. They were a little more expensive, but you know, um, they actually did a really good job. Uh, I don't know if I'll go back to the old guy, even if he opens it back up yeah. because, He's, he's not there and I had to go try somebody else. Um, what, what, uh, Steve, what are you recommending or what are you doing with your clients to, to, to take it to, to, you know, to win the battle here? Um, so, um, some of you guys know my past history for a while, for, for over a decade, I was vice president of an independent grocery uh, supplier. And during those times, we had, when Walmart first started ex expansion, it was coming across and, and putting their stores in different areas. And when that first happened, there was people so afraid of what Walmart could do because they were so big, so, un, um, you know, so unbeatable in their minds that we had some of these independent grocers who had been around for 30 years or longer. Grandpa had started the store, passed it down or whatever, who before Walmart even broke ground, gave up and walked away. And just said, we can't compete. There's no way. There's, how can we do it? And they left. And, you know, and it was so sad to see that happen. And we, as a team where I was at, our job was to go out and we went out and looked at um, places where people have done a great job, not only surviving, but thriving around Walmart. So we came back with a plan and said, hey, here's how you can do it. And the neat thing was, is even though it might be a rural town and you were the only store in town before and all of a sudden a Walmart comes, you think, well, that's going to kill us. Most of our stores lost 10 to 15% is all. And then within three or four months, because people would go into a Walmart and buy their stuff, but their perishables, their produce and meat were so terrible, they would leave and go over to the store. Within three or four months, these stores were actually had gained that back and were increasing in volume and going forward. And to me, I look at the same type of thing as I think, don't get me wrong, the fear is real, the problems are real, but if we let them devastate us instead of saying, hey, how are we going to adjust? If if we're right there on the, the, the edge and we adjust, we not only will survive, we'll find new ways to thrive, new ways to make more money, new ways to to get to our clients, new ways to to you know get the attention of, of possible clients out there. And I really believe that's true. And I'm already seeing that a little bit with some of my clients in different areas of guys that have took on a whole new, hey, I've never done this before, but I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this to get out. And it's working, you know? And even though we're not even through the pandemic yet, it's starting to work already. And they're seeing sales 
So to me, and I know it sounds like it's all attitude, but I honestly think it's taking the time to just not let yourself get devastated and to be that open to say, okay, I'm not going to necessarily change exact everything I am, but I am going to make adjustments. I'm going to make a little improvements or, or things to get done out there. And I think that's what people need to look at. I think that's the, the mode to success or the road that will get you there. What if we told you that you could get quality training and education conveniently and without emptying your pockets? Our gear platform presents great education and resources for automotive shops, courses led by experts inside and outside our industry, a community of like-minded people to engage with, and a resource library at your fingertips. With a monthly membership, you can gain access to every course we have in the library, as well as the multiple courses we add each and every month. With the ability to watch wherever and whenever you'd like, gear provides the training you've been looking for at only $129 a month. For help with improving your business, head to ifrave.com and click on the courses we teach to sign up for a better business and a better life today. I think there's a a really deep lesson here for business, ultimately long-term. You know, we we work with a lot of different companies. I get people to come to classes, the same as you guys, I'm sure. You know, you you teach something and somebody shows up, you see them year after year, and but they never... They never fully invest. They never fully drink the Kool-Aid. They never, you know, completely, you know, just dig in and, and make it happen. And and um, they're, they're on the edge business-wise. They're, they're just not making enough money. They're only making enough money to survive. They're not making enough money to live. And, and I think that the people that are making enough money to live, when something comes along like this, they go, oh, um, you know, I'm, I, I'm going to be okay you know, life's going to be good. I'll, I'll, I'll listen to what Dan says or what Steve says, or, you know, I'll, I'll go on Facebook and find some information or, you know, I'll, I'll shift. I'll make that, that shift. Um, and then you have the guy that, that is just surviving in his business. And then this hits and it's like, it's like the last draw. Yeah. So I think the lesson here is, you know, really your business, it has to be profitable. It has to, it has to provide more than Sub, you know, more than existence. Uh, it has to provide more. And, you know, I, I'm sure that you work with different companies, you know, lots of different companies. I mean, I have guys that are in the same city. One guy is, you know, hundred bucks an hour. The other guy's 130. And the guy that's 130 is busier than the guy that's hundred bucks an hour. And the guy that's hundred bucks an hour is starving. Um, the, the, and, and, and the guy that's hundred bucks an hour is saying, well, yeah, well, I can't, I can't afford SEO. You know, I'd, I'd love to hire Dan or I'd love to hire Steve or hell, I'd love to hire anybody. But, you know, that that crap doesn't work and it's never worked. And and uh, I, I just don't have the money to waste on that. I've got to I've got to save it, you know. Right. Um, so. So I think um, I think, you know, for me, I think it's a real business lesson here. Right. I agree. Um, yeah. So. So. You, I think that's a great analogy, right? Um, we saw yeah. people go out of business when Walmart came into town. And some of those people kind of just laid it down and walked away. Yeah. I think we're seeing the same thing today. I think there are people that have laid it down and they're going to walk away. Um, or they have. Um, and then I think there are people that are going to, you know, make a shift and, and, and work through this thing. Uh, uh, and I'm, I'm watching it. Uh, Seth uh, Thorson's got uh, two shots in Minnesota. Uh, they're having record weeks. Uh, they're doing fun stuff. He was in an Easter bunny costume with an Easter bunny head online, you know, just before Easter. Um, got a guy, uh, uh, Kelly Shelton, up in um, uh, Virginia. Uh, did a Sarah McLaughlin video uh, with um, um, uh, the arms of an angel playing and and talks about, uh, uh, could you please send some work for these poor techs who have nothing to do? And the tech sitting there all looks like he's all dejected and, you know, et cetera. And I, I just slapped my, I laughed my fanny off. I thought that's the funniest thing in the world. Um, and I'm absolutely sure it drove business to his business. Um, you know, it's funny. It was, it was to the point. Uh, it was short, um, uh, et cetera. Um, uh, Dan, uh, opportunity. Is there opportunity now to 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 move up the ladder on SEO, and is it cost? Does it cost less? Yeah. Well, I uh, for those that remember the days of the phone book, you know, you had your heading, which would have been auto repair, and then you had 
you know, five or 10 people that had one big page and then everybody else that had all the other leftover pages and those big pages got all the traffic and, and SEO works a lot like that too. You know, if you're one of the big pages, you're, you're capturing whatever the traffic is and the traffic moves up and down. So the goal is always to kind of be in those positions. And as there's a shuffle uh, and people move out, that means that there's just kind of this auto correction in SEO. So you can move up if you have good solid SEO elements in place. Uh, the algorithm will move you and uh, you'll pick up that space as people vacate out. And so SEO is playing an important role today more than ever. There is an actionable item that anybody listening to this tonight, I mean, this is something you can do. We know Google is watching images very closely. And so if you're engaged in activities like the ones that Cecil was describing Make sure you're taking video of that or taking pictures and or getting your customers to take pictures and post them up on your your Google My Business uh, profile and uh, Google will notice that we we have a client that started focusing on images around January and they got they actually got an email from Google that said, hey, we noticed we noticed this image had over 6000 views. Well, shoot they haven't had 6,000 visits to their website in five years combined. Right. So all of a sudden their, their images were picking up and creating more traffic and kind of like this people seeing an awareness about their business. So there's an actionable item that you can do at home by yourself with your own camera to build your SEO presence. And, and I, I don't have to pay any, right I don't have to pay big money or pay anybody to make that happen. Just your cell phone bill. That's about it. Yeah, right. Um, Steve, you 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 said um, just a minute ago. You said uh, make this kind of make the shift. Um, what's the shift? Um, uh, you know, I'm used to I'm used to you know uh, my clients recommending people. I'm, I haven't ever done a whole ton of marketing. Uh, I got into this um, um, social media thing because I felt like I had to. I've got a Facebook page and. Uh, uh, I've got a website and and I, I pay somebody a couple hundred bucks a month to do some SEO for me. Don't know how it works. What's the shift? What do I got to do? So one of the things that I think is the most powerful thing you can do right now is um, the everyday guy um, is less about his ego and doesn't want to get that out there. And so sometimes we let that hold us back is right now. I think you might've tried some of these social media, you might've tried, doing a few other types of marketing and things out there is let people see the real you. So I think any kind of video you could do, even using your face in some posts, um, you know, make an email blast from you. That part is most of you guys have uh, credit in people's minds. They, the people that have worked with you and had a great experience, they remember that and they, they feel stronger about that than people that they haven't worked with it's okay to kind of call that to task right now. It's okay to say, Hey, I could really use some help here. I could, you know, I could really use your business or I really want to serve you. I really want to help you. It's okay. And it doesn't make us any less of a person. It doesn't mean we're begging. It doesn't mean any of that, but it does let people remind them, Hey, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I, I had an independent um, store owner, restaurant owner with me one day. And he was talking about how local people should support him and local. And he was going on and off. And he said, hey, can you ride with me? You've got to go to the next town to Home Depot to get this hardware part. And I said, isn't there a locally owned like Ace Hardware right there? Yeah. yeah, but, and then I, and then he stopped and he said, okay, you're right. I get it. I've been shouting local, but sometimes I forget that local just doesn't mean my business. I got to support the other local. But, so, but this is, the thing, think, this is yeah, one of the but, things that kills me because we have a, um, an Ace Hardware here and it's right next to the Smiths but it's yeah. like four businesses over. And so you have these little signs up and I'm sitting in the parking lot of the Smiths the other day. I don't, don't know why I was, I was, you know, probably thick, you know, trying to get my mask on or whatever. And I look up and I'm like, wait a minute, there's a hardware store there. I bet they've been there 10 years, but I've never seen or heard anything from them anywhere. Yeah. Other than, and if I hadn't, you know, been sitting there for whatever reason and looked up at the right time, I wouldn't even know they were there. 
Yeah. Uh, there are so many businesses that are virtually invisible. We have we have a a, um, a main drag right in Ogden. There's there's the main street, which is Washington, and and that's where a lot of the businesses are. And then you got 25th and and 23rd, and and behind Washington to the to the west is another street, but it's not a main drag. I mean, it's a it's 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 a two way street, um, one lane. There's quite a bit of traffic on it, and literally a half a block from where everything is, is this little restaurant. And, and, and while I've been in the last six years, I'll bet there have been four businesses there. Uh, there's been a barbecue place, a pizza place, and, you know, all restaurants. Um, and I've been to every one of them at least once while we were there. They were there because my wife and I, we have this thing where we want to try new places. We don't want to go the same three places all the time. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, the food uh, a couple of times was really good. And the other times it wasn't bad. But there was no marketing. There was no nothing. And nobody knew they were there. And if you didn't drive by and, and you know, you, you just didn't go. Yeah. And, and sure enough, you know, eight months later, they're out. They're gone. You know, they've used up all their money. They, they, they don't have enough people coming through. Um, to me, that, you know, um, what is it? Mark Twain said something that, uh, you know, marketing you know, can make uh, uh, whatever the, the worst product, the best, or, you know, marketing, you know. How, how do we get the message across to these businesses that the more people that, you know, what is, what is my problem in business? You know, my problem in business is if more people knew about who we were and what we did, we'd make more money, right? Um, that I just don't have enough people that know that we're here and know what we do. I'm, I'm even surprised with my company that occasionally I run across somebody and they go, oh, you mean you have your own consult? You have a consulting company? You guys consult? I just thought you taught classes for Worldpack, right? Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm blown away. I'm completely like, how could you not know that, that, that we're a consulting company and that that's the bulk of where we make our money? We only really, I mean, I teach classes because I love it, but we teach yeah. classes yeah. to introduce ourselves people to us right and 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 yet even i miss the boat you know thinking or knowing that that's what has to happen how how do you know i i don't have a ten thousand dollar a month budget for this right and steve i think this is kind of where you come in is that you just have these nuts ideas that 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 if you try them they're 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 inexpensive they're they make sense and they generate revenue um you know Dan, uh, I don't think your product's uh, uh, super expensive or anything at all, but you, the, the advanced local, the local search, that, that's the thing where I need to be seen, right? Yeah. Um, how, how, do I, how do we get the message out to a bunch of more automotive businesses that this is what we got to do and this is what, what works, right? How do we make that happen? I think there's two points, if I could just share those two. One is, is that this is a great time to do digital marketing. So you can do what's called geofencing. So you can send a little ad about your company to certain aspects of your community. So only people in that part of the community will see your advertisement. So they can be highly special or highly catered to your market and just creating awareness about what you're doing. So we SEO is like the long march, you know, we're just, we're marching along, we're improving, but then you can kind of do ads to supplement that, to boost your overall performance and create awareness. And I, Steve, I hope you don't mind that I do this, but I, I think this is also a really, really big part of digital market. Hang on. Oh, no. <laughs> Hold on. I got it right here. Hold on. Um, Steve, Steve's got this, this great book and I bought this book from them and it's, uh, you can break it down by month and then you can look at all the things that happened during the month. Like this is the month of, uh, we just had earth day, for example, we've got nurses day coming up. Uh, we've got these different things coming up. So we went through and we did some planning on, you know, how can we create awareness around our business from these ideas in this book? And uh, this is this is a really great piece that Steve's company's put together, but we're seeing ways that we can translate this digitally. 
either into a social media post or running something live on Facebook or even running some ads that we can create some awareness around this. So this was really, really low cost way for us to brainstorm, come up with some fine ideas because, you know, we're, we see ourselves more as introverts and data driven, you know, we don't see ourselves as super creative, but this made us super creative. And so I, this is a great piece, Steve, and I, I hope I didn't embarrass you with that, but I, I think that addresses kind of like that thing that you're talking about, you know, that you can build awareness about your business, but it doesn't have to be expensive. And there's a right tool for the right moment. You know, I'm not going to cut the tree down with an ax. When I got a chainsaw out there, I'm going to use the chainsaw. And it's a different tool, but I can use that successfully. Well, to me too, um, you know, when you, when you think about traditional marketing, you know, 10 years ago, um, uh, maybe maybe you'd have to go back 15 where we talk about yellow pages and there was a yellow pages. And if you had the first page and the biggest ad, you got the most business. And and we paid five, six thousand dollars a month. I, I knew people that were paying, you know, six, ten grand a month for a yellow pages ad to be in the front. And 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 social media, I mean, if I put if I put two grand into social media, right? I mean, it's amazing to me how inexpensive it is. Now, and you don't have to put two grand. I mean, you could put five hundred or four hundred or you know, but but it, it's pennies. We we ran two different um, uh, things. We're working on creating funnels. Um, this is what we're really uh, pressing and working on because we have our new LM learning management system, and it's amazing. Um, and and so we ran two different. Uh, ads out on on Facebook, we had one that uh, of the of the two, there was one that got more hits, but there was one that got a um, hundred times more play. All right, so people watched the whole five minutes of the one almost every time they came on, um, and 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 it only cost me like a penny when someone watched it. Yeah. I mean, like a penny. It yeah. was, it was, it was, it wasn't even two cents. It was less than two cents. Uh, and we had, uh, I think on the one, we had over 4,200 views. We had over 48,000 views last week on our site. And, and, and I look, cause I'm, I'm, um, I'm that guy. I gotta be in the front. Right. Yeah. And, and the, the other guys, um, one guy, one, one company, had 17 posts. We had three with 48,000 views. And the other guy had 17 posts and had less than a thousand views. Um, and, and I paid, I don't know, maybe a hundred bucks uh, total for everything that happened. Uh, and, and to me, it's like, oh my God, why didn't I know about this? Or why didn't I do this, you know, five years ago? Um, uh, uh, why haven't we you know, taken advantage of this and made this work uh, uh, more uh, to the benefit of our, our company. There's a ton of different advisor training options in the industry, making the choice that much harder to make. Some shove too much into too little of a time frame. They can be inconvenient and costly, or they're just filled with unhelpful, non-applicable information. So how are you supposed to create confident and capable service advisors? The Advisor Mastery Program from the Institute is the industry's leading service advisor training, now almost entirely online. With one-on-one -on -one coaching, KPI tracking, live community trainings, a resource library, and more, there's no wonder why advisors who finish the program have seen their efforts rewarded with more confidence, higher arrows, and better sales. If you're ready to stop settling for mediocre and start ruling the counter, join the Advisor Mastery Program today. Head to iframe.com and register now. We'll see you in class. So, Steve, uh, uh, I'm still waiting for my book. Um, uh, uh, it was supposed to magically appear, but it never appeared yet. She actually's um, got four, and she says, I've stopped by there. And I said, well, when do you stop by? Because he's there almost all the time. And she goes, oh, I've stopped by there three or four times, and every time it's closed. Uh, so. before, if, if they're here before 8 or after 6, then I'm probably not here. But if okay. they're here in between in that between. time, even on Saturdays, and sometimes Sundays right now, because we're remodeling, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm usually here. I can't wait. Uh, I actually have clients that are very interested because, uh, you know, I'm looking for interesting, fun uh, uh, stuff to do uh, because people like that. 
you know, one of our one of our things was a uh, uh, Cecil as um, Bob Ross. I uh, got yeah. myself a wig. Uh, um, you know, today we're gonna have some. We're gonna paint a happy landscape. And I did the whole thing, and then Kent came up, and Kent said, "Dad, no, 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 no. That's not what we're. That's not what we're training on today." And I was like, "Oh, thank heaven!" Because man, I don't know anything about painting. And took the wig <laughs> off and walked off scene. But that. Perfect. That video just got, you know, literally thousands of hits. And I got so many people just, you know, telling me how, how fun it was and how exciting. Now, one of the things that I can't remember which one of you said it, but I know one of you said, it. I think it was Steve. And that is, you know, you're doing this fun thing, but then you have to say, here's what we do, right? You have to tie it into who you are and, 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 and what you have to offer. Um, and, and I think, I think that's really important. I think if you're not, able to do that, then, then the fun stuff, you know, maybe there's some benefit because people know your name. Um, you know, it's funny. Um, we had a license plate frames, the guy that the last business I ran, uh, 2003 to 2009, um, uh, before I started my own company, et cetera. Uh, I ran the uh, company for somebody else. They, they had license plate frames and I never, there was no way to ever go that license plate frame, put that person in my shop ever. And one day I was in, uh, I think it was in Kansas. I was doing consulting uh, on the weekends and stuff and I'm driving around and I saw one of our license plate frames. And I was like, oh my goodness, holy smokes. There's one of our licenses in Kansas city of all the places. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and, and, and I thought, well, okay, if people are seeing that, they, they at least know our name. That's one of the hits, but I need people to know not only are, this is who we are, but this is what we do for you. Right. This yeah. is what we can do for you. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure we do that well enough uh, uh, at the institute. And I'm not sure that most business owners do that well enough. How do we tie in? This is what I can do for you. You know. Yeah. So, Cecil, I totally agree with what you just said right there. Is I don't think we do it enough, and and we got to think out there that that um, most of us love it when we have customers come in from word of mouth. Yet most of us don't have a word of mouth plan. Um, and I was telling a customer the other day, I said, so how do you think people are going to get in and find you? I just, you know, you've got your hopes, you got your prayers, you got a little bit of SEO, you could do an email blast, but you've stopped all these things. So you're putting a whole lot of pressure on hopes and prayers over here. You got to come back. Yeah, go I'm ahead. a big hoper and a prayer. I, I, yeah. that, that, I mean, you know, I, I, I went through this whole thing years ago on self-realization and all that. And, you know, I'm reading these books the universe provides and I'm thinking hooey, 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 no way, but I'm a big hoper and, and dreamer, but it has to apply. There has to be action yeah. behind it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you don't, like you were saying, you don't have to spend yourself to death either. I'm just saying that I'm saying, but pick a few things and then get that word out there, get it, whatever it is. And like you were saying, Cecil, you need to tell your own story. You need to kind of let people see that, hey, you're a real person and you're out there and you'll see people that you don't even know who will relate with you and support you because of that. Um, because they think, oh yeah, he's kind of like me or he's in the same boat as, you know, me and my family or, you know, reminds me of my dad or my brother or whatever. And people will support, but you've got to get that out there. And then you think about all these happy clients you have and you hope they come back. Well, a portion of those could actually be salespeople for you without you asking them to be by just giving them something to talk about, giving them that, hey, you know what, my crazy auto mechanic, yes, yeah, Bob yeah. Ross today. <laughs> and, you know, and here's what he did. It was fun. And, and but you've got to give them something because if not, we all forget it. Right. We all get so caught up with what we're doing. But we mean, well, we want to share stuff about the people we believe in. But that little reminder can just be enough for them to say, yeah, go see my friend who owns this shop. He's he's a great guy. He's honest and he's fun. Here's what he did, and but but you, we've got to be ready to do that. We've got to put stuff out there. We've got to give them. I call it fodder. You put the fodder out there so that people know what to say about you. So they I don't think, have, yeah, I think it's line upon line, precept upon precept. In 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 a sense, you know, we create. Um, let's say that uh, I want I want referrals, so right. I create a referral program. I'm going to do this referral program. Everyone that comes in at the end of their um, visit with me, we're going to ask them uh, for a refer referral. We have a script. Um, hey, uh, uh, Steve, um, you know, in about three days, someone's going to call you and, and I need a promise from you. 
you know, and you go, yeah, okay, Cecil. And I say, well, first, uh, if you're able to say we did a great job, do you mind recommending us? Would you would you recommend us to family and friends? And, and the answer is always yes. If you did a good job, I have no problem, right? Um, and then, you know, here's where the here's where the promise comes in, Steve. If if you can't recommend us, I need you to call me personally and let me know what you know what we did so I can take care of it and fix it. All right. Yeah. Um, and then we shake their hand and we let them go. Uh, and then when they get their call and they go, yeah, you guys were great. Hey, don't forget to recommend us to family and friends. You know, just that little little nudge. And then maybe there's a text or an email. Hey, we loved having you. Please recommend us. You know, um, so there's like this triple, you know, this hit, hit, hit. Yeah. And and uh, because of that, in in my company, and and making that um, mandatory every single time, uh, we doubled our referrals. Doubled. You know, uh, of the of the referred clients, we went from four percent to nine nine percent. Um, more than double. And, and um, I actually years later had clients go, yeah, yeah, I know Cecil, I'll, I'll refer you, no problem. Because they'd heard it so often, yeah, sure. so many times, exactly the same. But the problem that, that many business owners have is they want to do everything and get to the top right away. And they're not building a piece on a piece, right? They're not creating habit. Um, I'm pretty sure with Dan, with Dan if, if Dan... Uh, does my SEO, Dan's got, you know, we're going to do this and we're going to do this and we're going to do this. And these things are going to happen every day or every two days or whatever it is. And, and that builds on itself. Um, we need, we need, I don't know. I always tell shop owners that they're not qualified to do their own marketing. Um, I, I, I just don't believe that running your business and then trying to do the marketing on top of it and keep all that focused and all that going on is, is possible. And in the automotive industry, I think something that is maybe unique about the automotive industry is all the shop owners think they're the best uh, electrician, uh, uh, car mechanic, uh, uh, you know, drywall guy, uh, uh, framer, et cetera, et cetera. And they think they can do everything. And maybe they can, but you can't do everything at the same time. Right. I want to be good at running my business and exciting my clients. And I want someone else to make sure that my clients are paying attention uh, because I, I don't know how to do that and, and feel like I'm getting it done efficiently in the way that I want it to be done. Um, you know, I, I would look at baseball and I think, you know, Nolan Ryan with his pitching is incredible. And I think if he took the whole offseason and said, you know what? my weakness is hitting and he took the whole off season and he worked on his hitting and he spent that whole time and got, says, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to, I know it's not my number one thing, but I'm going to do that. By the time the season came around again, he might be a little bit better at hitting. His pitching would be, he didn't take, he'd be transferred down to minors and he'd be done. Yeah. We forget about that in business. And so you're right. We need to take our strengths. Our strengths are what's going to make us more money to pay for people to take care of our weaknesses. And that's what we got to look at. And I totally believe that, Cecil. That's excellent. There's a, there's a, great, a great book, um, Now Consider Your Strengths. Um, the author, isn't this interesting? I finally got my books here so I can I can pull stuff up. Um, now Consider Your Strengths. Where is it? Um, oh, Go Put Your Strengths to Work, Marcus Buckingham. Um, this book right here makes the case for that, right? Um, uh, uh, you know, I, I was always good at math. Uh, for some reason, my brain, it, it works. Um, struggled with uh, English, writing, etc. Now, funny, I do a lot of that now. It's, uh, it's what I enjoy, and the math is, is kind of not my thing. But I could have spent a lifetime working on English writing and stuff, and I might be a pretty good writer. Um, but if I worked on math, I, I'm, I'm a great mathematician. I mean, it, because it's just, it's natural for me. And what, what, what this particular book is, is talking about, and I think it, it really is applicable, uh, especially in this particular case, is you do something well, do it, and do it the best, and don't worry about the hitting. You know, someone else can hit. You can be a, you can be a you know, 197, uh, uh, you know, hitter, uh, and, and if, you're, if you're striking out, you know, 21, you know, 21 people in a game, uh, uh, you're the best player there is. Nolan Ryan's my favorite, by the way. When you when you say Nolan Ryan, I'm like, 
yeah, it's like that's that's the guy. Um, I think he's the best pitcher ever. Yeah. Um, not that there are other guys that don't have great skills, um, but I think he's just an amazing uh, uh, pitcher, uh, control, yeah. etc. Uh, Tiger Woods. Um, I thought you were going to go to these people have coaches. I mean, Nolan Ryan listens to a yeah, coach, that's the truth. right? Mm-hmm. Tiger Woods, coach. Uh, you know, the best players there are, uh, uh, they have coaches to help them uh, see their weaknesses and get better, um, uh, and, and even do what they do best better. Um, all right. So uh, I don't know. Speaking of that, here's Coach. His name, his name is actually Coach. I love that one right there. He thought he was being called. He said, "That's right. That's right." Me out. Um, So, so this thing is going to uh, shift. It's shifting now. Uh, I don't know that we're going to open up and there's going to be no problems. I I think it's going to go fairly smooth. Uh, Some more people are going to die. but, but I don't think it's going to go anywhere near where it has been. I think the evidence is there. Uh, as this thing opens up, how, how, do, I, how do I expand and, and grab the rest of that market that is opened up to me that, that, that wouldn't have been there or, or however that is? Yeah. Well, I have some ideas on that. I, I think, um, you know, the, the business, if they, if the shop owner will use a coach and kind of recognize like, okay, these are things that I can do. And, you know, whether it's Steve or myself or your, or you Cecil, uh, where you're coaching and you're doing your part and you're working together. Um, my, my advice right now to clients is for SEO, I would definitely be watching out for listings for other businesses. Either I know they've closed, they went out of business um, they're operating on minimal hours, and there's ways that you can market to the user audience to attract those people to you because your hours are there. Um, Geo, and just kind of like you're talking about with the shirts. All kinds, all kinds of wonderful tools, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's some amazing tools. Like most people don't know, there's a, an advertising mechanism for that guy that goes on Google and does a search. If he does a search for for brake repair because his shop is closed and he's looking for somebody else that does brake repair. Um, we There's an advertising mechanism that triggers and your banner ad will start to follow that user all over the internet, kind of like a stalker ad. Oh yeah, I love and, it. And you can build your presence with those people. So they, there's really some amazing tools to kind of identify that. If, if you know that business is closed and that listing's down, um, there's ways for us to either claim that listing or help Google remove it. And it kind of just automatically can shift you up. So there's some great things that you can do in partnership with somebody that can kind of walk you along like, yeah, this is what you need to do to make that happen. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, but okay. So let me, let me, let me cover one more thing. Let me talk about one more thing here. And that is, but I'm going to do some things that don't work. Um, I'm going to waste some money here. I don't. I don't want to waste money. Yeah. Um, you know, Steve, I'm going to try some crazy idea that that I thought would be the greatest idea I ever had, and drive in the most people that I've ever seen, and and uh, we're not going to get anybody in. Um, how, how do we we help them understand that, that this is an overall long term? This is a this is a war. It's not a single battle. Yeah. Right, right on. No, I, I totally agree. And uh, um, like you said, not everything is going to make you the money. But um, I so like if I work on a new guerrilla style marketing, something that's a little bit crazy, hasn't been done before. It doesn't mean that we don't, we just blindly throw it out there. We still research and say, has there been something close to that? Or, you know, hey, if this is done, if we did this in a direct mail piece, would we get more response? We can look at some numbers from that. We kind of weigh out those numbers ahead of time, so we know going into it. But again, there still could be some things that are a little bit flat that don't work, and you got to be prepared for that. And so, I mean, it's kind of crazy as I kind of help balance it on the other side because I look at there's a bunch of things you can do um, that people are not doing that for free <laughs> that that they should be doing. And so I think, hey, some of these free things you're going to pay off. Some of the things I pay for are going to do great. Some are not. But if I've got enough of these things going, I should be come out of this all right. But like you said, you got to say, okay, I'm I'm looking to the long end, to the end game. You know, this is not not a one quarter sport. This is we're 
We're going to build, 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 build. Some of this is going to work, some's not. I think also when we when we look at um, as an example investing, um, you know, investors uh, invest in thirty stocks. Some of those yeah. stocks disappear. The money's gone. Yeah, and yet something you 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 end up with a Microsoft or a Facebook or a you know uh, an Amazon stock in your portfolio that 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 makes three thousand times what you paid for it. Um, yeah. And and that's how they that's how they make you know millions of dollars uh, in stock investing. I think I think in my company for marketing uh, for my business, I think it's kind of the same thing for for us. And that is, you know, I I'm going to try multiple things. Some things are not going to work, but some things are going to work beyond my expectation, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. You guys did something with with Tom, if I remember right, recently. Um, about a month and a half ago that had really great results, yeah. um, which which I, on the face of it, if you'd have uh, presented it to me, I, I remember at the time you were talking, I was like, oh, I don't know if that would work, right? And yet it, it, it had amazing results. You know, I think, I think sometimes just waking up in the morning and, and putting your suit of armor on and going out to battle and raising your sword, yeah. uh, sometimes that gets the job done, right? right? Um, but yeah. I think that, that some of us get so busy again trying to do everything that we we don't get focused and do the things that we need. Yeah, and I think sometimes our blinders come on to just what's been done in our own industries. Um, right. So some of the the things that we're a part will have different types of industries come in. But I had even this doctor the other day just say, you know, you guys are my crew because up to this point, all I ever get is medical ideas. Now I've got a you know a, a repair shop owner, I've got a restaurant, I've got a realtor. All you guys are giving me different ideas that I can twist and put into my business and make it work that are so much different than anything medical and, you know, have a chance to work. And so sometimes I think it helps to have uh, some of that other outside ideas instead of just watching, you know, hey, what are my competitors doing? Come up with some other things that you see different industries doing. I, th- I think as a as a business owner, it's, you know, it's hard enough. Um, I think you get you get in the groove, you know, I'm teaching this stuff. I teach the same stuff over and over in the, the principles of management leadership. Um, even the finance of the business, uh, as far as I know, that hasn't really changed. Um, yeah. the whole time I've been doing this marketing for me is, is, um, one of the challenging places because it's, it shifts so often, you know, there's, there's just, there's something new tomorrow. Uh, Facebook is doing something different. Google has changed their algorithm, you know, for the 8 millionth time, um, and, and, and I think we just, we keep, we keep at it. We stay at it and we keep working. So, uh, we lost Dan, his internet's completely down for some reason. Uh, is that what it said? I thought it said flaming hemorrhoids. Oh no, it is. No, no, it was, it was, I, the, it probably, I think it was flaming hemorrhoids. <laughs> Not here to defend himself. We can say whatever we want. Stop wasting your time trying to find a magic bullet. There isn't one. However, our Keys to Automotive Business Success teaches the foundations of a successful automotive shop and gets you started on the right path, which is pretty close. You'll learn how to set actionable and achievable goals, understand your financial model, and how to communicate more effectively with your team. This course was designed to jumpstart your results, not waste your time. Take the class today, and you'll learn how to start creating the business and life you want. Visit ifrave.com to register for the class at only $49 and available to take wherever and whenever you'd like it's what every shop owner needs to kickstart their business into success so steve uh you're the you're the guerrilla marketing guy um what what did you do um for um what, what was that thing for tom that that i found so fascinating well you know it's kind of funny is because i gotta admit uh tom was giving me blind trust because he uh dan just texted said i can still hear you <laughs> <laughs> Um, we like Dan. Uh, that guy is one of the smartest guys I know. He is. He really he is. is. So, he is so I'm, good. I'm kidding aside, I think he's. Yeah. But um, so with Tom, he kind of looked at me sideways, but just said, "I'm blind to trust you." But I've actually done similar things with different industries, but not his. But what we did is we said, "Okay, we're going to get new business through um, showing the people that were are here that we appreciate them." And how we're going to do that is we changed out with every invoice of people coming in to get work we put a a little card on there that gave them auction bucks. So if they spent 500 bucks, they got 500 auction bucks. Now, what we were doing is during that time, we were getting prizes from people from other businesses. They got a 
you know, barbecues and canoe and all kinds of things. And we were piling them in this front lobby in a stack saying, hey, by the way, these are what's going to be at the auction. And so people were like, whoa, there's a computer there. Whoa, this is pretty cool, you know. And and so if, if they just were kind of bummed out, they just had to spend two grand fixing their car. They were like, well, at least I got two grand worth of auction dollars, you know, extra. And so, um, and at the time, Tom said, I don't know how this will get me new business. And I said, I know it doesn't look like it on the surface, but it will. This word of mouth will. And so we pushed it. We gave them like a two-month time period to save up those those things. And then we had the auction. And I had a, you know, a, a qualified auctioneer come in that had the, you know, so we had the, the fill-in. Yeah, 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 55, 55, exactly. 55, 75 over here. Yeah. Yeah. And we piled all those things out there and it was so cool because, you know, Tom's shop's so clean. So it also got a lot of people to see, cause we did it right in his shop. So it got all these customers come in and really see, you know, he's got white painted walls in his mechanic shop. This is amazing. You know? And, but we did it there and we had a fun bunch of other stuff going. We made it kind of a cowboy feel and, you know, and, and Braden had a, had a mechanical bowl there that people could try and play with, you know, we had music going and stuff in between. But it was amazing how many hundreds of people came out to that, and people that beforehand were going ahead uh, were 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 like, oh, you know what? I put off getting this fixed, but if I can get if I can get auction dollars, maybe I'll go ahead and get it fixed right now. You know, I'd be able to get that computer I was had my eye on, or that canoe I had my eye on. Yeah. So it was. We went all through the November, and it was like right at the end of November, first day of December, we had the auction. So uh, Tom had his best November he's ever had ever. I think it's it was far. ever in the show. Yeah, you're right. He, yeah. he does amazing numbers, frankly. Um, yeah. he's, he's one of the, he's in the top 10% of producers for his, his business um, size, number of techs, et cetera. So Tom runs a good operation. Yeah. To me, the cool thing about that, you know, we, in, in uh, Mountain View, we had, um, we had a run, uh, five mile, five K around the Bay run, uh, every every October and every October we put on a party where we brought in um, our BNI group and the Chamber of Commerce and clients and we would have three or four hundred people in the shop and we had you know we had food and wine and we had of course we had a really clean floor and all of that stuff and and literally our October November our best month ever was a December of all of all months. And I was gone three, three weeks out of the month. I mean, we had one week with four technicians where we did $67,000 in business, which was our best week ever. And, and I, I would say it's kind of like those license plate frames, you know, people come out, they see you, they talk about the event with their friends and, and it it kind of has a life of its own. Um, uh, um, We, I wish we had, you know, five more hours to, to right. really talk about, uh, you know, marketing and marketing strategies. Uh, we're, we're coming to the end here. Um, you have the, you have the, the, what do you, what do you call it? Smart calendar or the calendar? Yeah, smart plan. Smart plan. Smart plan. Mm-hmm. And that has, um, and that's just one little thing. It's, it's, it's like, yeah. I think it's something that you just decided to do kind of off to the side to create a little more value. Like I do yeah. some things occasionally. Um, but it literally has every holiday, every, and every day there's, there's like today's chocolate ice cream day or, you know, um, national say hi to a veteran day or, you know, whatever. Um, and, and, and that's a cool tool because it gives me some ideas. Um, and, and maybe, um, you know, I sit down with my marketing people and I say, okay, what are we going to do over the next three months? And, and, uh, um, one of the guys that I had on uh, a couple of weeks ago, I don't, I don't know if you were on that one or not, but he was like, right now we really need to be touching our clients uh, multiple times a day, even, uh, which to me seems excessive. Mm-hmm. Do, do you think that you know sending out a message every single day or or twice a day that that's excessive, or do you think that that on social media that's okay? Yeah, I'm I'm probably. Um... I like to have a good balance there. So I'm, I, I get a little nervous about doing something multiple times a day. It feels to me like I'm too salesy. Yeah. That's my concern. So, but I, um, so even with, if I do a week plan, some of them will be kind of fun posts that lead in and 
educate about something, but doesn't really in your face ask for an order or ask for you to sign up. Where I'll have actually a few others that will be more, hey, you know what, bring your car in today and let's get this fixed. And and so I kind of balance it that way so that I'm not all the because if you're all the time just pitching, hey, get into my shop and spend some money, people will avoid your post. They'll they'll get a block. But if you're educational, you're a little bit fun, you're a little bit, you know, crazy here, there, talking about that stuff, then when you, you know, like I say, once or twice a week, when you say, hey, you know, bring your car in for this or this, we'll come in. But in the meantime, you're planting those seeds. So I'm I'm probably a little bit different than some of those guys that want to be out there multiple times throughout the day. I I wonder in my business, um, I don't think I market myself enough. I don't think I'm I'm enough. Hey, I'm a consultant. I can help you, you know, make a, another two hundred thousand dollars a year in your business and have a life outside of your business. I, I don't think I do that enough. Um, I, I I worry because I see people that are just constantly buy my product, buy my product, buy my product. And I think that there has to be a balance because if there's no balance, people don't think you really care, right? To me, that's the thing. And and maybe it's my generation because we were kind of raised, don't put it out there, don't, you know. But I think in marketing, you you, you almost have to, you almost have to put it out there. Yeah. Sometimes. I I heard, and and this is kind of my philosophy, you know, 30, 33% fun, uh, 33% information, 33% blatant um, um, advertising, marketing, yeah. you know, blatant, whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and and I try to follow that principle, but I think that we're maybe 15% blatant, put it out there and, 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 and more fun. I don't know that it's killing us. We're, we seem to be doing okay. Right. Um, I have some coaches and consultants that I'm, I could be associated with. I choose not to because they just, they don't know when to shut it off. Yeah. And, and, and I struggle with that. Um, the one, see, so oh, yeah. the one piece that I would say that would be really cool for most shop owners, if they could get is most local owned or locally owned shops have become friends with other locally owned owners. It may not be a shop. It could be something else. It could be a pizza restaurant. Store. Right. Yeah. Hardware store. Is, is they're probably having the same problems you are. What I would, what I suggest doing is, so I've even with my business, I've got a, a, a set of about six to eight people that know what I do, know me so well, and are great at throwing it out there. I, we pulled the walls, walls down and I said, is there a time where I could tell you guys, hey, this is really important to me. Can you please share it? Because it comes better from you than it does from me. Right. And I do the same for them, you know? And what's cool is we kind of just put those walls down and it's like, I won't do it for somebody who I haven't used their product or used their right. service or that. I, cause that's not believable. People can I have some it. real, I have some real boundaries. Um, yeah. I have to believe in it. If I don't believe in it, like if yeah. I didn't, if I didn't believe in you and Dan, you wouldn't be on the podcast. Right. Wouldn't happen. Yeah. I, I believe in you guys so much that I just, I, I feel like whenever yeah. I want my clients to understand this and do well at this, these are the guys I want involved. Yeah, so. exactly. So, so if I was a shop owner, I would kind of say, okay, I'm going to meet with these guys every couple months and we're going to kind of get this going. And you can start out saying, Hey, you know, don't worry about me yet. Let me worry about you. What are you doing in your restaurant or what can I do? Or how can I back you up? Or you've got this, these series of posts coming out or this promotion, how can I do that? And then they'll do it for you too. Um, and because I think that's, I mean, that's what we believe nowadays, right? We believe peers. We don't believe the sales pitches. We don't believe the celebrity endorsements. We believe. And so if you've got people that truly believe in you, that's what we want to hear. Like, I just look at, like, people need to get out there. Like you were saying that you're, you're, you know, you, you feel weird sometimes about putting those stats out there about yourself, but you'd be okay doing about somebody else. Whereas, so I know, I know now multiple shop owners that you've helped Cecil and if people knew that they could, in, I mean, increase their personal pocket by not a little bit, but by hundreds of thousands, by just listening to you and working through your program. I mean, I I mean, I love to say it, even though I don't own a shop, I have these guys that I've worked with that can tell that they've experienced that. I would love for people to know that. And I'd love to do that. And that's what shop leaders need to do is find people like that. We'll shout out for them. Because you've got I think, yeah. I think, 
I think something's really important here that 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 gets off to the wayside. I, I got my BNI group. I go to the chamber. This is not what I'm. I don't think this is what we're talking about. I, I think no. we're talking about finding six to eight compatible people that that have business in my community and 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 be a leader in that and put this together and meet every two months to discuss what are you doing, how can I help you, and and it's it, yeah. You know, it's funny to me, we, 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 have, we, we have our smart groups and those are wonderful and we love each other and, and we help each other and that's really good. Uh, we have our, we have our clients um, uh, and, and that's, that's different and we, do, we have great successes mostly with those people. Uh, change lives. We have the ability to really change lives. That's why I'm in this business. That's why I do what I do. It's, it, yeah. it's, it's, if it was for the money, I, I'd be in a different industry, frankly. Um, yeah. uh, it, it's because... I get so much out of helping other people be very, you know, change their lives. Um, but but what what I find is that you get what you put into it. Right. So if you if you sit back and you wait for somebody else, hope and pray, right? Um, you know, and I yeah. think I think God listens, and if nothing else, I feel better about talking to Him. But sure. but but I have to go act, and and if I go act and I participate and I go find some, you know, I could go in and, and talk to the owner of the restaurant and say, hey, I love your food and. I love what you guys do here and we eat here a lot and I'd like to get to know you. And we have this group and, you know, come spend, uh, you know, uh, or let's hell, let's bring it into your restaurant and, and, you know, we'll have dinner while we're here. Um, but, but you need to participate. I think we have to, I think we have to participate in, 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 and what happens in the automotive industry. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it happens in every small business is I'm so engrossed with just trying to make my money today and get the cars out and get the job done that I miss the other opportunities uh, that make my life easy and fun. Yeah. Um, all right, Steve, uh, we're, we're, we're past our time, but I, I want to ask you one last question, okay. um, which I, I almost always do on these things. Um, if you could talk to every single uh, shop business owner out there right now and just for two minutes and, and tell them um, what, something that would help them uh, make them most successful. Um, and I would say get Steve's uh, smart uh, calendar, smart plan, but, but, um, or a higher Dan or, or Steve. Uh, but, but what would you say to them? Uh, well, one thing that's been on my mind a lot lately that I see is, is uh, if there was no crime in Gotham, there'd be no need for Batman. I would say that superheroes are created from problems. So try to avoid as many problems as you can, but there are going to be problems. So premeditate how you're going to solve them in an extraordinary way, and people will go viral about that. Again, you don't want more problems, so don't create them. But the ones that you do, because you've avoided enough, you can spend a little bit more money solving it. You spend a little bit more time. And if you premeditate it so that it's not a last-minute knee-jerk reaction where it's something like, hey, here's how we're going to solve this, um, it, it, it'll go so much further. I had that experience, um, with a, a restaurant that we went into and they, they it was for my son's graduation and we had a whole bunch of his friends there and we ordered, we got almost be an hour. We hadn't received our food yet and we're starting to get upset. And the manager came out and he said, we are so sorry. Your waiter, uh, took your order, went in the back room, threw it on the floor, walked out the back door, quit. We didn't realize it wasn't in the system. Here's how we're going to solve it. We've brought you all of our appetizers. Please enjoy those. These two guys are going to stay out here and keep your drinks full the whole time. And by the way, dinner's on me tonight. Uh, just anything you need, you just get it. We are so sorry. Well, I Always told smokes. the world about that. Yeah. Always smokes, right? Yeah. Um, so, so I, th- I think marketing's great. Um, I need, I need to get you to come experience what we have. But it is really in the challenges and, and really overcoming those challenges in a fantastic way that we really stand out and create that viral um, stuff that our customers talk about that, that, that gets out there in, in a large way. You're talking, yeah. in my opinion, you're talking about unbelievable service. Yeah. And I would tell you, if you're worried about how you're going to pay the bills because you're not running your business right, you can't do unbelievable service. You never will. Um, you know, I had a, I'll, I'll tell one short story and then we'll, we'll end this. Uh, I had a client call me. They worked on, uh, one of their fleet guys. Uh, the guy, uh, travels over the mountains, uh, takes people to the airport, has a fleet, spends, a, uh, over $150,000 a year at this shop. Um, the technician 
did not put the oil cap on. So when they went over the mountain, the engine pressure blew oil out, the thing smoked. They had to get another van there, take their customers, tow the van in. They, they, they cleaned the van up, did a complete detail on it, apologized, sent it back to the guy. A week later, the transmission went out. Okay, now, um, they didn't do anything on the transmission in their first. The, the fact that the oil cap was off did not hurt the transmission. The transmission really died because it was time for the transmission to die. But it was suspect. And the client came back in and said, hey, I got this problem. I've never had this, you know, these problems. You guys screwed up. What do I do? I told the client, I said, um, buy the guy a transmission, period. Put it in, thank him, apologize. Let him know that it really wasn't your fault, but you wanted to take care of it. Um, you can't do that if you're not profitable in your business. You cannot do that. And you can't be profitable in your business if you're trying to do everything all the time. So I think a lot of what we talked about today kind of brings that in. But when you create that unbelievable service, not only is that guy uh, very happy and he's not going to go anywhere else ever, but he's going to tell every person that rides in his van uh, uh, about that company and, and what they did for him. Um, and I think that's what you're talking about. Steve, uh, uh, I want to thank you so much for, for being you. live with me, buddy. You know how much I appreciate you. Um, and and uh, I'm growing to love you more and more uh, all the time. Uh, and Dan, I, I know you're listening. Uh, really sorry that your hemorrhoids were acting up, but we're really glad that you were able to get off and take care of that. Um, Dan, uh, I love you too, buddy. Uh, and, and thank you for participating. You know, you lost your internet. Uh, thank you, Steve. Uh, thank you, everyone else. And uh, have... Um, healthy. That's it for this one. This episode was brought to you by GearForShops.com and The Institute. To find more episodes or for more information about the services we provide, visit iForAbe.com. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you in the next one.